Hey, it's a great podcast today you don't want to miss. But first, this message from our sponsor, Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pen.com. Do you like to write? Do you think pens are nice? Do you think Nancy Pelosi sucks too? Well, then you need a Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. Now, these are these are they're not the ones she gave out after the uh, the the impeachment signing. Remember, she gave those out. These are exact replicas mm-hmm. of those pens, except well, a small same font as her signature. It just says sucks. Nancy Pelosi and then sucks after it. Um, Perfect for all of your friends to just drop them in their, on their desk, in their pen cup when they're not around. And they'll say, where the hell did this pen come from after they've used it for a while? Yes, it is really nice. I mean, not a pen, but the laughs are great. The pen's eh, okay. <laughs> That's the thing. The most common uh, com- uh, comment on this is, this would be amazing if they actually existed. Oddly enough, they do. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. Go get one. Okay. Uh, great show today. We've got uh, Steve Dace who gives us a great breakdown of Iowa. We talk about uh, Kobe Bryant. Also, uh, the impeachment. It's important for, I think, conservatives to be paying attention to the impeachment. This is the first time you've heard the president's defense. And I'm a guy who has been following it. And on Saturday, I was amazed at how much I didn't know. It's really, really critical that we pay attention. We'll recap it for you on my TV show, available at Blaze TV. Uh, We do that at 5 o'clock every day. We'll be doing that until the impeachment ends um, and also on radio. But here is today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So in Calabasas, California, yesterday, Kobe Bryant was going to the Staples Center to no, no, he's going, he going. He's going to his uh, his facility where he was hosting a uh, youth basketball tournament. His his kids uh, his kid was playing in um, and already there. What's that? And already there, or was that the daughter? Uh, the daughter was going to be playing in the Jeez. in the game. Yeah, a very talented um, basketball player in her, in her own right. Uh, and uh, he routinely took, uh, um, you know, a helicopter to do this travel because the traffic's so bad there. Uh, they had problems with really thick fog and circled, uh, you know, for a very long time. And, you know, there was all sorts of complications and... Uh, obviously, as everybody knows at this point, uh, the, the helicopter crashes. Nine people total are killed in the crash, uh, and you know, outpouring of of real reverence and you know, sadness for you know a guy who was really one of the all time great players. I mean, he is you know top five to top ten player of all time. Uh, if I was you know, I'm not in the majority on this, but if I'm starting a team and and I'm going to get their primes, I'm picking Kobe Bryant over LeBron James. Uh, well, without a doubt, well, you don't like LeBron James. Well, but again, if I'm playing, a, if I'm starting a team, the liking aspect is not necessarily the most important thing. It's the I play. don't know if you can put your hatred for him aside. You hate him so much. I do hate him, um, <laughs> but that's not the. Re- he's not. Yeah, I know. You know I know. Brian is an was an incredible player, uh, and you know that is obviously secondary to what's actually happening here. 
Um, and everybody's heard all the, you know, it's been 24 hours now, and it's that's 9,000 news cycles in this world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone's heard all of this. Uh, it's, it is a really sad thing. There's some an amazing sort of sidebars going on with that story, though, where uh, I find it fascinating to look back at. Uh, there's, for example, there's a reporter at wa- the Washington Post. Hey, before we go into mm-hmm. that, was this, this was his private helicopter, right? Who were the pilots? You don't fly in that kind of this was this fog was so thick. Yeah. They said that in Calabasas, they don't see fog like that. A lot of people had not seen it as thick like that in Calabasas for a while. And, you know, any helicopter pilot would know you don't fly in fog. Well, we'll know. We'll know this, I guess, going forward. They hit a couple really bad patches of it. Uh, and at times they thought they were going to be able to circle and then wait for it to clear and then make it uh, past the fog once it cleared. I know like they were saying that the the, the police and rescue uh, workers weren't even allowing their helicopters to go right. take off to go check it out because right. that fog was that bad. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I mean, we'll, I, I assume at some point we'll have the investigation and we'll know. I mean, you know, do We've seen this with um, people who are powerful before, where you say, like, no, we got it. Come on. They've, you've, flown the, you've been in a helicopter 10,000 times. Nothing ever happens. Uh, you know, it's every. Yeah, but they, anybody who has a respect for a helicopter, anybody who flies in a helicopter mm-hmm. should know you're, you are, you know, it, it's different than a plane. Remember, JFK Jr. was killed in fog yeah. in his plane because your body doesn't understand. You could be upside down and it doesn't. No, I mean, so you have no bearings at all in fog in a helicopter. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But the the idea that they took a chance and maybe thought they yeah. were going to be fine and probably had tried it five other times and it yeah. were fine. That stuff does happen. You know, it's just it's unbelievable though, especially because he has he had really kind of cleared out a lot of uh, you know. Uh, People knew him as so competitive, they worried whether he'd be able to have a normal life afterwards where you're going and you're doing these other things. How do you, how do you survive when you're that competitive and you lose the thing that you're so uh, mm-hmm. involved in? And he had seemingly really figured it out. Like He was uh, yeah, seemed to be a great father by all reports. Uh, he had won a, uh, was it an Oscar or what was it? Over a short film that he had done, he had built a, you know, all sorts of businesses and such when it you know, relates to basketball with his camps and, and, and tournaments and all of these things and seemed to really be doing a good job with all of this. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. It's just, it is unbelievable when you have someone that good, uh, that's that well known and really, really treated almost like a God uh, in LA. And that, okay. So there's where I want to go to the Washington post and to MSNBC. This guy was not a good guy, at least at one point in his life. I mean, the rape allegation is brutal. And we're going to have to suspend you for bringing that up, Glenn. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Glenn has been suspended. Yeah. Because uh, right. that's what happened to the Washington, uh, Washington Can I go Post home report. now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're, you're not supposed to yeah. say yes. I'm the, I'm the one that's like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Washington Post reporter tweeted a an article from, I think it was 2016, uh, and it was a uh, basically the outlining of the actual evidence that was presented in the case against Kobe Bryant when it came to his assault in, in Colorado, or at least alleged assault. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it goes through a lot of it. It was not pleasant. It was not a not a not a fun read. No. Uh, and she got suspended because she tweeted it a few hours after the crash goes down. Everyone's in you know reverence mode, and you're not supposed to do that. 
which I think is probably a a good piece of advice uh, as far as timing. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was on my desk this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and I and before I read about the Washington Post reporter, I read the I started reading the article, and I was like, "Whoa!" The, the, I mean, who is running this today? Yeah, you know, it is. It's insensitive. It's not the best thing to do on day number one, but you're suspended for it. Yeah, I think that's very strange. You know, again, reporter. Uh, in the in the Me Too era, right? A woman, female reporter, reporting, you know, setting this out and saying, like, look, hey, let's basically, what's the point there? Let's not remember this person only because he was a great basketball player. Uh, there was some really dark stuff that went on, and here it is. And look, is it the right time to do that a minute after? No, but we're so used to that. I mean, you know, people like Ronald Reagan die. And 10 oh, seconds later, they're just trashing him all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. But you can't do that, apparently, to Kobe Bryant. Now, look, I think Brian, you know, it's seeming he seemingly had had turned his life around from that mm-hmm. time. And that was 2003. It was quite a long uh, time ago. It's just what I find really fascinating about this. And tell me if you think I'm wrong on this. He has this accusation of rape against a 19 year old uh, who's working at the hotel. And he comes out and they have all this evidence that goes on. Um, and. It's pretty pretty dark. I mean, you know, at the very least, he cheated on his wife, which he admitted. He mm-hmm. admitted he was doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it, it cost was him a pretty penny. Not well. <laughs> that <laughs> pennies actually weren't involved. It's funny because that's exactly the, the, the story. Basically, starts as the Kobe Bryant rape case has, in the annals of pop- popular culture, been reduced to something of a punchline due to the aftermath. Late, uh, namely, the Bryant's four million eight carat purple diamond apology ring that he gifted to his wife Vanessa, wow. which who's still you know still. They're still married, and they have four four kids, I believe, together. Uh, And she was not on the helicopter, thankfully. Um, But, you know, they go through all this evidence, and basically what happens in the case is it gets up to the point where the story, uh, the criminal case is about to begin. And right before that, uh, she tells the the investigators and everybody, I'm not going to testify. So because of that, the case gets dropped. Now... A part of this is apparently a deal between Kobe and the accuser that says, look, we're, we won't, um, if you don't testify in, the, in this case, which she doesn't, we will put out an apology. Which she did. Which she did. And, um, and we will uh, not abandon the uh, civil case. We're not going to try to, you know, that's still going to go on as normal. Because he was facing life in prison. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was charged with sexual brutal. assault and rape, right? So, uh, and yeah. uh, uh, forced imprisonment, I think, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it. Yes, it was it not was. good. It was not good. So she uh, eventually goes and uh, gets this, decides not to testify, and he releases an apology. And the apology, in effect, says, uh, "I, uh, I believe that this was consensual. However, after looking at." Her words, hearing from her, going through all the evidence, I truly believe that she did not believe it was consensual. So not, I'm not questioning her account. I'm not saying she's a bad person. Because, I mean, that was what was going to happen in the trial, right? They were going to come mm-hmm. on and say she's had mm-hmm. sex with all these people and she's a bad person and, mm-hmm. like, she can't trust her. And she didn't want to go through that. And he didn't want to go through that. Um, so he says, yes, I thought it was consensual. But, yes, I believe she did not. Right. That is Me Too 101. 
If that right. hap- this story happens in 2020, there is no 81-point game. There is no MVP season. There is no re- reverence tour. There is no I'm going to a, 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 a retire next year. There is no gold medal. There is no second run of championships. All of these things that he's being revered for today, this guy's thrown out of the league when this happens because he, there is no disagreement about how this could have gone down. This, there, there is no uh, believing him. But this basketball player going to believe this this massive basketball player and this tiny little woman? We believe all women. Everything they say can't be questioned. All of these things that, I mean, if they'll believe Brett, the Brett Kavanaugh thing, I mean, Kobe Bryant would have been out of the league because of this. And look, if he did it, good, right? He should be out of the league and he shouldn't have this reference. So, but l- l- this is a different world and they would have never given him let me give this you, sort of nuance even available. Let me give you two things. First of all, there also would have been one other thing missing from the story today. His 13-year-old daughter. Wouldn't have had his 13-year-old daughter. Would mm. have been in prison. Mm. So she wouldn't have been lost. Mm. But there's, there's another way to look at this. Um, and it's controversial and and highly um unpopular but i think it's i think it's possible that it is true the best of the glenn beck program Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. I want to tell you, my job is to tell you about good people, bad people, and dumb people. And that is today's segment, in that order. Good people, bad people, dumb people. (laughs) Okay? Uh, this uh, comes for the good people. This actually comes from New York City, which I we have all 12 of the good people in New York City right here. They all happen to be at Delancey and Norfolk in the Lower East Side on Saturday. Uh, a woman named uh, Colby Drosher uh, posted this video over the weekend, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing. She was about a block away and she heard. Uh, impact and screams and when you're in new york you run towards the screams not away from the screen <laughs> that's that's a sign of a tourist run from the screams <laughs> uh and it and it w- what she found is she she got there was this huge crowd around and a an suv had hit a pedestrian and trapped her underneath the car okay and she couldn't get out and she was wedged there. And so what did the New Yorkers do? Remember, this is the good people section. The good people of New York. They didn't wait. About 12 of them all got together and lifted the SUV and tilted it up. And uh, and a few others then dragged her out and set her free. That's incredible. It's a nuts. Because you would think that they would have, you know, for kicks, just rolled over, rolled over her with another car, right? Uh, maybe because I would I would assume that story with that beginning ends in a in a in the bad person or dumb people part of the of the segment. But no, good people. No, good people. There you go. Now, yeah. is the good person the person who hit 
pedestrian. No. You didn't. No. You didn't highlight that person. No, You're just ignoring that person. I'm who, ignoring that person. Ran over. Could have been a mistake. Could have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. How many of us have dragged somebody a you know a block and a half under our car before we realized? Did you Did you want to answer that for yourself? Or <laughs> <laughs> now we get to bad people. <clears throat> Google took it off YouTube. So I contacted Facebook, said bad person. Bad person was uh, referring to a heavily edited video posted on Facebook in 2019 that appears to show Nancy Pelosi slurring her words at a press conference. Remember this? Yes. Bad person said, why are you guys keeping this up? It's blatantly false. She was talking about the Facebook decision to keep the video on the platform while suppressing its spread. Your competitors have taken it down. Bad person responded uh, and continued saying, their response? We think our users can make up their own minds. Oh, my gosh. The Pelosi video, which is also uh, often called a cheap fake, was slowed down and designed to make Pelosi sound and look drunk. YouTube removed the video, but Facebook and Twitter left it up. Members of the media joined lawmakers shortly thereafter condemning Facebook for leaving up that video, which they said could alter the public's perception oh. of Pelosi. <laughs> it's a huge worry. Right, right. Uh, pundits cried foul after Facebook argued its adherence to free speech prevented the company from removing the video. Bette Medler, Alyssa Milano, also bad people, but not the bad person we're talking about here, uh, and other several celebrities uh, complained after Facebook executive Monica Bickert told CNN in May 2019 that the company determined dinging the video was the wrong move. Bad person said for her part, the text, the text, the tech giant's endgame is much more sinister Facebook is not going to just reelect Trump, but it intends to reelect Trump. Bad person told the Atlantic. Oh yeah, I mean Zuckerberg, huge Trump guy, right? 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 Who's with me on that? So bad person continued to suggest that Zuckerberg's views on Facebook's role in society, American politics, is Trumpian and authoritarian. Bad person is not the only person to express concerns about Zuckerberg's supposed intentions. Also, equally known bad person, billionaire financier George Soros and Elizabeth Warren also say that Facebook and Trump are in cahoots. Clear. Bad person said there's kind of an informal mutual assistance operation between Trump and Zuckerberg. Yeah. A uh, bad person, Hillary Clinton. Ah, what a surprise. Okay. What a surprise. By the way, Glenn, I should yes. point out, um, yes. I did post a video about Nancy Pelosi myself uh, this this past weekend. You did? Um, and it was, I didn't see it. It was for a Nancy Pelosi commemorative pen. If you remember when she signed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, impeachment. impeachment, she mm-hmm. did it with all these fancy pens with her signature on the side. Right, right, right. So we were like, it would be great to have a replica pen so that people could celebrate that moment. Oh, you know, it's really important. They can remember what happened with the impeachment, this historic moment. Now, we don't we don't have the the rights to the actual pen. We had to slightly adjust it. Uh, and that's why it has. Did Nancy- you make it? Did, did Goop make it? Does it smell like her? Vagina? It does not. 
Thankfully, I didn't think of that detail before we made the All right, I'm just saying, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, and those right. scandals. I just thought maybe you were just... Uh, <laughs> the worst thing I've ever thought of in my life, but thank you for you're welcome for that. <laughs> so we made this commercial for the pen, and it said it just like Nancy Pelosi's signature. It's, it's black with the, with the yeah. gold signatures. It's Nancy That's Pelosi. Nice. We had to adjust it a little bit, so it just says in the same font, Nancy Pelosi sucks. <laughs> now I was worried about this exact same problem because people would say that's not even a real thing you're putting up some fake nancy pelosi video and they might bring it down Mm. that's why we actually decided to make the pens and put them actually for sale Mm. so if you go (laughs) to nancy pelosi sucks pen.com you can buy you can buy the actual commemorative item i need one that says it's the black with the gold it looks just just like like it it. except it says does if if you're if you're a noted collector, yes. you'll you'll be able to tell the difference that it says right. Nancy Pelosi sucks instead of just Nancy Pelosi. That's okay. the only difference All right. you can detect on here. I love that. Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. Every single response is like, "Oh, this would be amazing if it's real." I don't know why they allowed me to do it, but it's real. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com. <laughs> let me uh let me give you now dumb people. <laughs> A bank robber went in and was threatening the banking staff with a meat cleaver. (laughs) He actually left the branch with nearly $2,000. He was... He was... He was arrested... Um... Because he... uh, Well... he brought the meat cleaver in his disguise. And then when he took the meat cleaver out, he put the disguise on. And it doesn't stop there. Not only not only did he walk into the bank not wearing the disguise, Uh-oh. but carrying his disguise with a meat cleaver in it. And then when he got to the teller, he took the meat cleaver out and then... He put on the disguise. The disguise was Mm -hmm. a pillowcase. Okay. Okay. Now here's the the additional trouble with this. Um, He uh, he 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 forgot to cut any eye holes in the pillowcase. (laughs) So this is not well thought out. (laughs) This process. (laughs) So he is in the bank. Talking to the teller with a pillowcase, and there's no way for him to see what's going on. <laughs> uh, it didn't take police uh, long to find him uh, with the cash and the pillowcase with uh, money that was consistent with the money from the bank. <laughs> yeah, it was a- Wow. I love the way yeah. love the way they worded that. Mm-hmm. The money consistent with the money from the <laughs> He's got a pillowcase, a meat cleaver. You got him on picture. I think he's probably the guy. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
I, I do have to share this with you because I just think this is is very, very special and it's very limited edition. Uh, can we just roll this commercial, please? America, one nation under God, a land of opportunity and freedom, the birthplace of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and the nation she bravely represented as she signed the articles of impeachment of Donald J. Trump. To properly mark this momentous occasion, Nancy Pelosi signed her name proudly with these unique and beautiful black and gold pens emblazoned with her signature. Now, you can own a piece of history. Remember the impeachment proceeding and the life's work of our first female Speaker of the House with these collector's edition (laughs) near-perfect replica pens. Each pen features the same black and gold style of the original with only minor differences, barely recognizable to the naked eye. These breathtaking writing instruments communicate the utmost in class and distinction and will make sure everyone knows what side of history you stand on. To honor the accomplishments of Speaker Pelosi, we've priced these special commemorative pens with the year of her birth, 1940. (laughs) Think of the national elections you'll be able to overturn with your Nancy Pelosi commemorative impeachment pen. Available exclusively at NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. <laughs> this priceless work of art will remind you of Speaker Pelosi's constantly surprised facial expressions mm. and babbling nonsensical speaking style. Plus, it will forever communicate your lasting feelings towards this true American hero. Due to the incredible demand, there is a strict limit of 5,000 pens per order, <laughs> and no future Nancy Pelosi Sucks commemorative impeachment pens will be sold when demand has been exhausted. So act now. These incredible pens are authorized by Stu Does America, loved by patriotic Americans all over the globe, and can be yours now for just $19.40. How will you tell your children and grandchildren about this important era of American history? Do it with NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Wow, that is, that is fantastic. And it's been marked down from 1940 to 1940. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can get that uh, now at Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pen. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful pen. Uh, well, I, I, I like writing instrument. I think that really... It's more than a pen. It's, it's more than a pen. It it's, is. it's a writing instrument. So this isn't like a cheap pen exactly right it, it, yeah this is like a pen that you could buy mm-hmm. like overnight on tv this is like i if you've ever owned like an obama commemorative plate you'll know the quality of this pen wow, mm-hmm. wow. and every time you're sitting there in your office and someone comes by and and you're writing something and they ask to borrow your pen they can borrow your nancy pelosi sucks pen.com uh and i think that <laughs> That's a I think there, there's there's something that, especially if you're alone in the office, you know, with the feeling that you have for this great American, mm-hmm. I mean, just historic figure. Yes. And this moment in history. And this moment in history. If you're kind of alone, it kind of does add a, just a je ne sais quoi of, of something special about that pen. Something yeah. that says something unique about you. Yeah. You know, and imagine your friends who are not really your friends, but you pretend mm-hmm. they're your friends because you're afraid you'll be an outcast. And so you nobody will talk to you and you might even lose your job. But imagine <laughs> the delight of your friends as you mm-hmm. as they say, can I borrow your pen? And you say, <laughs> you say this. Uh, sure. 
Use this one. <laughs> you can borrow my Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi sucks pen. pen.com. By the way, I think a great thing to do with uh, these um, is to you get your pen in the mail. And then you have that one annoying friend who's always saying how, how much Adam Schiff is a hero and the impeachment is obvious. Oh, obvi- you jab this into their chest? Yeah, no. It's the, well, <laughs> not a terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. Terrible thing uh, to say. But, and of course. No, you just put that, put that in their collection of pens so that one day mm-hmm. they take it out and they look at it and it says. So you do it covertly. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and they're just like, one day they're how the hell did this pen get in here? Mm-hmm. That's and oh no! I can see why you would put the limit of five thousand. I'm worried about it because people, we're going to run out. Five thousand per order, and everyone's every single comment. Oh, this would be fantastic. One person's like, if you actually were selling these, you'd be funding the blaze for five years. I was like, baby, well, we yeah. are selling them. <laughs> we this are selling them. <laughs> like, no one can believe that actually people print it up. Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. No, they are available. But they are available. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. Uh, and Nancy Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com is the address. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Steve Dace in Iowa. Steve, you've lived in Iowa your whole life, right? Uh, I was born here. I've lived here most of my life, off and on. I've except lived all for, over the country. Except for that prison, uh, that time in prison? Except we agreed we weren't going to discuss Okay, that. I'm sorry. Sorry, didn't mean to push it too far. Uh, and, and how many years have you been involved in the Iowa caucus process? Uh, since 1996, wow. uh, when uh, when I was originally uh, caucusing uh, for Phil Graham, so over 20 years. Wow, Phil Graham, a blast from the past. Okay, so tell me what is different this time, and because it looks very volatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, now Sanders in one poll is leading Biden by nine points. What's happened is there's there's no establishment, whatever the Democratic establishment is. And if you've been watching the fundraising in their party where their candidates are raising ginormous amounts, but no one is giving to the national party after what it did in, in 2016, we're not really sure what the Democratic establishment is anymore. And I think that's why you're not seeing a whole bunch of people rush out to denounce Jeremy Corbyn. I'm sorry, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, the way that they... <laughs> the way they did Donald Trump on the right four years ago, because I think they're trying to figure out, hey, if we come out and denounce him, uh, that's why we want Obama to do it. His career is over. If we come out and denounce him, he might be the new establishment. This may be a a reshuffling of the deck chairs here. And so we're going to kind of wait and see what the first couple of states tell us. And so I think that's the issue. There's no Mitt Romney. There's there's no Hillary Clinton. There's no established, polished candidate. Joe Biden was weighed, measured, and found wanting. And I think that has now left this to a grassroots kind of free-for-all. So you do think that Joe Biden, the the shine is off in Iowa? No, I think the shine's off everywhere. I mean, if you look at his early state polling, except for South Carolina, I mean, the national polling, we've talked about this before, it's irrelevant. Except for South Carolina, largely based on black voters who don't watch cable news. I know there's so much race baiting on 
CNN and MSNBC, but it's almost all white woke people watching that. Mm-hmm. Like Don Lemon doesn't have a black audience, for example. OK, so um, I, they're not even really fully engaged in South Carolina yet. And they're going to react to the sifting that's gone on here in Iowa, New Hampshire. That's what we always see. So I think that's still up for grabs as well. And so I think what you and I think, you know, Joe Biden putting out statements about trans civil rights and He's he's grasping now. Uh, it, you know, I used to say when I was a, a professional football analyst, when when your team believes the game plan has failed, they just start trying things. You know, you're just well, let's try a run here, a pass here, a draw there, a play action there, and and see if we can get something to click because we're at a loss for why nothing we had game plan for is working. And I think Joe Biden, in the at least in terms of Iowa, New Hampshire, which is all that matters right now, he's at the trying things stage. So. How is this going to break down? Biden's in a caucus. Most Americans don't even understand how a caucus works. Can you explain Mm -hmm. that and then a follow-up question? Sure. They're all little mini conventions. So there's rules of order. There's orders of business. There's delegate, you know, uh, appointment. That just depends on what all is on the agenda. Um, You know, on the Republican side, because a lot of those people are in private industry, they try to get in and out as fast as they can, and the process can still take an hour. On the Democratic side, though, everyone's got a kvetch, so, so grab a Snickers. You're going to be here for a while, okay? And, and they're going to handle all of their business. And, and this year it's different in that when they're gaveled, when you come into the caucus and, and, and have your name checked, and, yes, you do have to verify that you are you. So apparently it's not racist when the Democrats do it to themselves. Mm. When you do that, this year is different because of what happened in 2016 where Bernie Sanders won the popular vote, but Hillary Clinton won Iowa's Electoral College with the delegates. They're now making it so that you have to declare who you're for when you come in. This has never happened before. Usually there's been like a straw poll first to kind of figure out who the candidates are. They're going to fall by the wayside. You're now going to declare when you come in. That's a huge advantage to somebody like Bernie Sanders, because when you declare for him, I mean, those, his, the, the Soviets there are going to make sure that, that you follow through. There, there's one candidate in this race that knows right now that he's not coming out of the room in Iowa with fewer votes than he had going in. And the only candidate I think that can say that is Bernie Sanders. So what we're going to decide this last week, guys, is what is his ceiling? And you're going to see a lot of things thrown at him to try to mitigate his ceiling. And I do believe he has a ceiling. Um, but I, Because if he hadn't had such a na- high name ID candidate, he would have been leading this race the whole time. He does have a ceiling. The problem is you can't replace nothing with nothing. Somebody has to replace that. Somebody has to be the place where everybody that thinks this guy is another Jeremy Corbyn and he can't win, where they believe they can settle on who that is. And we're sitting here one week from Iowa after a year-long campaign, and they still don't know who that is. And that's why it's advantage Bernie Sanders. So when you say Bernie Sanders has a ceiling, does that include any of the voters from Elizabeth Warren? Because they seem to be... Uh, you know, I wanted Warren, but she's not out here. She's not going to make it. So I'm going to throw it to, to Sanders. Does she does she lose uh, members to Sanders in the end in Iowa? Yes. And I think you're already seeing that's reflected. We've had there have been symbiotic relationships. And we've talked about these lanes before. Buttigieg and Biden are in a lane because that's the lane Buttigieg chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Sanders and Warren are in a lane. And, and they've had and symbiotic when one is up, the other's down, when one is down, the other is up. And now I think you have seen that the stunt that her and CNN orchestrated, I do believe they orchestrated it the last debate with the hot mics and stuff. It's blown up in her face and hasn't really helped her at all. 
And so he seems to do well with calamity. Like his numbers rose after a heart attack. His numbers rose after getting embarrassed by Elizabeth Warren. I, it's, a, it's, it's a damnably weird thing, but it's, it's the numbers are what they are. And so she's now in danger of you can have people who are just now at the point where um, I just want to vote for a woman where you could see them now say maybe Bernie Sanders has drained all of her support that they were tethered together. He could drain. And maybe some of that now starts to go to an Amy Klobuchar because we, we might get down to I just want to be able to vote for a woman in the room. It's the it's the time of the mm. woman. And I think that's what the Des Moines Register endorsement was about, was to try to throw one more lifeline to Elizabeth Warren. Hmm. Uh, it's always a good idea to vote uh, based on uh, people's ge- you know gender. That's always a great idea. Um, Especially I, when it's fluid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was interested. In, I wanted to ask you about Klobuchar because here she is. She is kind of been the fifth candidate in this race for a long time. She has her polls are coming up. The latest Emerson poll that came out today has her at 13 percent in Iowa ahead of both Buttigieg and Warren. Uh, She seems to be making a late last minute sort of run. We've seen these things happen in Iowa before on the Republican side with Santorum. Uh, You know, it's, it's happened. What, uh, what do you think her chances are? I think it's possible she could finish in the top three and survive as viable beyond here. I I don't believe she can get a percentage that would win. you, You mentioned Santorum and that's a good analogy. If you remember that campaign was the flavor of the month and Rick never had his turn. And it got down to the end. He never really had an impressive galvanizing moment, but it got down to the end. And if you were a conservative that didn't want Mitt Romney as your nominee, he was the last one left that hadn't been branded or tarnished in some way. She's running great ads right now. Um, And they're very likable. They're very, I can get things done. Hey, let's be adults. At some point, you know, we have to win an election once we're done, uh, you know, uh, checking our woke credentials. She should have started doing this about two months ago. Mm. If she had started doing this in the fall and built her name up, name ID high enough, particularly as Warren and Sanders got, um, you know, uh, really handsy. I think she could have, and Biden began to implode with his appearances. I think she could have really been a viable threat here. She was too timid, waited too long to make her move um, and, and, and choose her lane as the adult in the room. But the fact that she can still get a late rise here into a respectable finish is indicative of how weak the we just got to win the election lane has become for the Democrats. All right. Can you hang on for a second? Steve? Sure. Steve Dace, who follows this program on the uh, Blaze Radio and TV network. Uh, You can find uh, him at Steve Dace. Uh, You follow him on Twitter. Uh, It is the Steve Dace Show. Again, airs every day, Monday through Friday, after this program on uh, Blaze TV. Back with him in just a second. So how did, with Bernie gone uh, for the last few days, how is AOC... Uh, doing and and did you see much of of the the Soviet show that they were really putting on for Bernie? No, um, and I think that that's great and, and for us from a clickbait perspective, and it's going to be very harmful in a general election. But but right now the biggest issue is every Bernie Sanders is a defined entity. Glenn, I mean, this idea now that we're going to get all this oppo research dump on him from the left um, and it's going to hurt him with the, with leftists, it, it's it's desperation no, it's time. It's you. fouling at the end of a basketball game when you're down by 10 to prolong it. And but you've already lost what they've got to figure out. They've got to come up with an alternative to him. 
That's the argument. That's the debate. They have to have an affirmative alternative to him. And, and, and focusing on him doesn't find them that affirmative alternative. And here's something to keep in mind. I mean, there was a Boston Globe poll out yesterday that had him way ahead in, 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 in New Hampshire. No one that has ever won both Iowa and New Hampshire has failed to win their party's nomination ever mm. in either the Republican or Democratic mm. parties. Mm. So Bernie Sanders, you can OK, you take him from 30 to 25. Who's your candidate that's going to get 26? They haven't figured that out yet. Now, Buttigieg, I thought, shot himself in the foot uh, this weekend with his response to a a question from a, a Democratic voter. In fact, can we play this um woman stood up and said, look, I'm a I'm a Democrat, but I don't seem to belong anymore. Listen to this. The Democratic platform contains language that basically says that we don't belong. We have no part in the party because it says abortion should be legal up to nine months. The government should pay for it. And there's nothing that says that people have a diversity of views on this issue should be included in the party. In 1996 and several years after that, there was a language in the Democratic platform that said, that we understand that people have very differing views on this issue, but we are a big tent party that includes everybody. And so therefore we welcome you, people like me into the party so we can work on issues that we agree on. Yeah. So I, my question was, do you, would you be open to language like that in the, the democratic pl- platform that really did say that our party is diverse and inclusive and we want everybody? Well, I support the position of my party. Uh, that this kind of medical care needs to be available to everyone. Uh, and I support the Roe versus Wade framework uh, that holds that early in pregnancy there are very few restrictions and late in pregnancy there are very few exceptions. And again, the best I can offer is that we may disagree on that very important issue uh, and hopefully we will be able to partner on other issues. That wasn't an answer to the question at all and he got hammered for it. Are there a lot of Democrats in Iowa that are in her situation? No, there's there's not a lot of Democrats like this. Well, there's not a lot of white Democrats in her situation really anywhere in the country. Most of those people have either already become independents or Democrats because they got this message 10 years ago that this is the direction their party was going to go. But where it does hurt him is his entire calculus. If we're just can we just be blunt? Yeah, not that we haven't already. He has no qualifications to be president other than how he has sex. He's a unique special interest. <laughs> he qualifies okay, as blunt. Is. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that works. Okay. <laughs> you nailed it. It was if, blunt. If, if a straight individual that was mayor of Cedar Rapids, a town, Iowa, a town of 100,000, was running for president, would they have lasted this long? Would they have been taken straight no. of any ethnicity, any color? No, of no. course not. And so that's his whole M.O. He's really politically inexperienced. He has no resume, no other reason to support him other than you just want to check that intersectionality box. And he's run a very clever campaign where he doesn't highlight that really at all and tries to highlight his military service. And I am a centrist. Well, if you're going to run as I'm a centrist, I'm going to run in Joe Biden's lane. And then in the last debate, you get caught lying about, well, yeah, it's Medicare for all. We can't have stragglers. And then you turn around a national TV and say stuff or, or turn around in a, in a forum and say stuff like that that goes on national social media. It, it shows that he's the, the, the thin, narrow road, to pardon the pun, that he has tried to carve out here for himself is an untravelable pass. And it was only going to be a matter of time before it was going to be exposed. He, he's undermined his own his own argument that I'm the person that can reach people we traditionally cannot get to build our coalition. No, we can't. 
Okay, so there is a new New York Times uh, Siena College poll of likely caucus goers, and it shows Buttigieg meet, uh, beating Biden by one point. I think it's possible Joe Biden could finish second, and I think it's possible he could finish fifth. I think that's very fluid. I don't think there's any scenario barring he's alive on February 3rd. Bernie Sanders is not in the top three in Iowa. Any scenario. And then after that, I don't know what happens after that. I think Joe Biden could finish second to fifth. I think Elizabeth Warren could finish still in the top three and then finish sixth. I think Amy Klobuchar could get in the single digits and finish third. The rest of this is very fluid because they haven't figured out is who is the more polished candidate that can win those suburban exurban voters that they took away from Trump in 2018 when it was a blind taste test. And they didn't have to put a candidate opposite him, but you could just check yes or no and, and what you thought of Trump. There was a 14-point swing. That, that's the whole election, guys. Is Trump overperformed suburban and exurban voters in 2016 from even the Republican Party's data and won those women by five points. In 2018, he lost them by nine. That 14-point swing is the whole election. And the Democrats are struggling to figure out who is a candidate that won't scare those voters off so they'll, they'll just vote against Donald Trump and for us like they did in the 2018 midterms. How's the impeachment working in Iowa for the regular person? Uh, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. I mean, there's an Associated Press story out today that says people don't care. Um, there's, there's, it's, it's funny, a lot of these networks now are running stories about how people in these early states don't care. And then they just go back to wall-to-wall impeachment. Nobody knows what a John Bolton is. Nobody cares. Most nobody can spot Ukraine on a map. All right. No one cares. All right. And so I, it's just not relevant. Uh, and, and this whole exercise has also limited their ability. It's no it's no coincidence, gentlemen, that the, that when this went on the front burner, that's also when Bernie's numbers went up. Why? Because he's the only candidate that knows his supporters are the freaking postal service. Come rain, come snow, come sleet, come shine. They're there. It doesn't matter. All right. I mean, they're. Jesus is going to have to open the 47th seal for Bernie Sanders voters not to show. And he's the only candidate that has that kind of support while the rest of them are now distracted. Steve Dace, thank you. Great analysis uh, coming out of Iowa from Steve Dace. The caucus is next Monday. We've never been to a caucus. It is a wild, wild ride. It's nothing like you've experienced in any other state. Uh, and we will be all over it next Monday with Steve Dace. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.